0: hear us through your AirPods, or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood.
1: Your mental and financial well-being can only handle so much this holiday season. That's why it's helpful to have a proactive plan to help you manage both.
0: You're listening to Queer Money, episode 458. And today we're sharing our favorite plan and place to manage your financial and mental well-being this holiday season.
1: We're joined by Sean Rally, the National Capital One Cafe Executive for Capital One, as part of our ongoing series on financial well-being. Now, on with the show.
0: You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge,
1: and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Well, welcome Sean Rowley from Capital One to the Queer Money Podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Of course. So after we had our interview with Caron Vital a couple of weeks back now about the partnership with uh, Capital One and Khan Academy, which is amazing, it's to help people with their financial education and hopefully help more people reach financial security and eventually independence. We talked a lot about that episode of coupling that Khan Academy training with the Money in Life program at the Capital One Cafes. And then that generated some questions from our listeners and viewers about the Capital One Cafes. So just for those who have never been, can you explain the enjoyment and pleasure of a Capital One Cafe, please.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you heard about the excitement for things like Money in Life Mentoring and our partnership with Khan Academy. The Capital One Cafes is where all of that comes to life in the physical space. So, you know, you can enjoy all of those services, all of that financial literacy and, and things like Money and Life mentoring virtually, but in over 50 locations across the country, we've created kind of a reimagined space to bank. And we call those Capital One Cafes. It's an amazing community space where Really, anyone can come in, relax, recharge, you know, enjoy a cup of coffee or tea or a snack, right? Get some work done, but also, you know, have a better environment to connect about you know, financial literacy, about their financial goals, to really help, you know, help them manage their, their money in their life in a, in a very, very different way. So it's it's a really amazing place, and and you know, kind of varies from each location uh, around the city. Have you been yet to, to any of our cafes?
1: Yeah, we've had the pleasure of being to several in Denver, Washington D.C. Philadelphia, New York. Yeah.
0: And we haven't made it to the Detroit one yet. We are now close to Detroit. So that's our closest. We will be going up there in 2024 um, <laughs> to visit the cafe. Yeah. Very that's, nice. That's,
2: yeah. But most people come in and they they kind of say, like, what is this place? Right. It, it feels a little bit different than a bank for sure, but but even your your coffee shop. And you know, it's not hard to kind of quickly fall in love and make it your own. And and that's really our goal, is, is to make this a community welcoming space for everyone. To, to have that comfort level and you know connect with yourself, connect with your money, you know connect on topics that that you wouldn't already do your, yourself.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and it's, it it's nothing like a bank. In fact, is I, I would argue that at least the ones that we've been to seem like warm and cozy, <laughs> not like not like institutional and sterile, right? So, what was the inspiration for creating something so like w- inviting <laughs> and you know, that still has the bank feature to it?
2: you know, I, I think there was a couple of inspirations. You know, one of them was exactly what you're talking about. How come a bank can't be a welcome space? And, and that might sound like kind of this new, you know, digital thing and something that's different, but in some ways it's, it's kind of old school, right? It's back to the roots of community banking where you're creating a location where the community can come together, uh, where they can connect with each other, where we can talk about the things that, that really, really matter. And doing that in an approachable way was super, super important to us. And when we looked at kind of how you design that experience, one of the things that we saw was you know some of the parallels between banking and and you know coffee right and cafes and, and having that same kind of third uh, space feel so you know at the end of the day we want banking to be as simple as a cup of coffee right like it shouldn't be any more complex it should be there when you need it it really should have some art and some love and some craft behind it but it also should have that simplicity and that that welcome nature and it should really inspire you to to sit down and have a conversation and a connection you know with someone else
0: yeah it's interesting our my mother-in-law John's mother, has recently talked about how her banking experience, because she lives in a small, small town, her banking experience is changing rapidly because she's being forced or encouraged to do everything digitally. And here's a woman who's in her mid-70s, 70X, who still goes (laughs) to the bank every week because she likes going out into the community and seeing people and all of that. And many banks are basically saying, no, we don't want that anymore. We just want you to be a transaction and a number. Give us your debit card, put in your PIN number. We'll give you your money. You give us your money. Thank you and goodbye. And it's, it's interesting that this is a like you said, reimagined way of looking at banking, because I think the direction of banking in in digital form is alienating a lot of people from the community.
2: Yeah. And and I think that journey is different for everyone, right? So for for some people, they start 100% digital and, and having a physical location is something that's new and not understanding the benefit. Like you said, other people are transitioning to, you know, using digital tools for the very first time. And they might do that in other areas of their life, right? Where, you know, you're hundred percent digital with everything else in your life, but banking might be that last thing to kind of take over. And, you know, we want to meet people where they're at with those, those services and what that supports. But that's, that's really our focus. That's why we create these spaces and even the products and services to create alignment with that so that we can help kind of meet customers where they're at, what their money needs and not the other way around. You know, for years, it was always the, you know, where is my bank? How do I, you know, take a day off of work, drive across town, you know, park, kind of kind of do these different things. And instead, we kind of bring those banking services to you, whether that's a cafe or a fee-free ATM or online products, right? It's not only about having that access, it's about having kind of the confidence and clarity of being able to use that on your own terms as well.
1: It's so weird how things have changed. I remember when I first became a grown up and I got my first real job and I went to go open up my first bank account and The first time I went to make a transaction, after I opened up the account, I went to the teller and they told me, well, you either have to pay $25 here to do the transaction or you can go out there outside the building and do the transaction. At that time, it was $5. That bank's no longer in existence, but that was kind of my first banking
2: experience. (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is so cold and heartless. (laughs) I can totally relate. And I think those experiences with money and, you know, how you shape that that opinion is super, super important. And, and that's why we really focus in our cafes. Our, our ambassadors are trained to to help you and not sell you. Right. So we, we really try to understand what has been your path with finances, with money and, and even with banks, because that's something different for everyone. I was in a cafe recently and uh, had a great conversation with someone and, and said, wow, like, you know, our digital experience can really help you with that. And they were really, you know, kind of turned off by that that comment. And I, I kind of had to pry and say like, well, you know, why is it, you know, are there parts in your life that you don't feel like digital? And their experience was, hey, my my local bank, I had a terrible digital experience, right? So I had to really pause and go like, oh, wait a second. Like, we've been having this conversation about how great it is to bank online, but your definition of online banking hasn't been great so far. Right. So then to kind of walk that through the Capital One experience and then bring that to, you know, her context and her community and talk about how that shows up you know, in this case, in in Southern California, was just a great, great opportunity to, to, again, understand that personal journey with finance and and trying to meet her where she was at.
1: Yeah. And I think it was good for our audience to know that the uh, the Capital One Cafe ambassadors, they aren't like, bank tellers. They're not like they are not like financial consultants. They're not going to like sell you or, or put you into a product. More often than not, when we've walked in, they've simply said hello to us and that's about it. And the only way, reason that we know that they work there is because they've got the Capital One shirt on. They're not like cold selling you or hard selling you is the word I guess I'm looking for. They're not, so they're
0: they're not in the used auto sales plaid suit right <laughs> <laughs> no, right
1: and what, what makes it even more inviting and this is this is part of why we're doing it this doing this episode at this time of year is cafes offer uh, discounts on tea and coffee and you're doing some amazing holiday seasonings this year or flavors
2: yeah we we actually have uh, a partnership and, and amazing coffee with the uh, recently announced roaster of the year verve who just yeah. has uh, amazing kind of seasonal products that they launch each holiday season. So whether you're into pumpkin spice, right, and and kind of in the Thanksgiving mood, which which we have kind of last, or it's into that holiday and you're looking for something like our our peppermint mocha bowl of soul, which is my favorite holiday drink, bowl you, you get soul. all all of those different things for 50% off, and that's. It's not a temporary discount. That's not something that, you know, is is out there as just during the holidays. That's something that we offer as a cardholder benefit all of the time, that 50% off handcrafted beverages. So it gives you a little, little extra benefit for coming in and, and really making the space your own.
0: I have to kind of laugh because growing up as a kid, I remember loving to go to the bank because the tellers would give you a lollipop. A pop. <laughs> and then I got a little bit older and I remember I loved to go to the bank because they always had donut holes on Saturdays. And along with that came a really bad cup of coffee, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, it was uh, some d- drip coffee that had been sitting there for probably six hours. And so it's kind of nice to that. This is actually an appealing thing to go get, and it's not going to cost you a ton of money. It's not (laughs) going to break your holiday spending uh, by going and getting a cup of coffee.
2: No, you you don't have to feel guilty about kind of you know treating yourself, uh, especially during the holiday rush, right? When everyone's out there and you know shopping or visiting friends and family members or or, or, you know traveling or different pieces like that, Uh, it's nice to have that you know escape away from everything else, and you know know that you can come in and get a quality cup of coffee. Know that you can be greeted by an ambassador who is there to help you and you know, also get some savings too. I, I don't know what you guys, but that always makes you know, everything all the sweeter when I can get a little bit of a deal and not feel like I'm guilty. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm totally cool.
1: Yep. That's why every time we go into a cafe, David's like, we've got this card. Let's use that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we often encourage our listeners and viewers to to consider opening up a Capital One 360 account because no minimums, no fees. You can do it easily online. But therein lies the problem for some people. Opening an account online is, is challenging for some people. And I'll admit, technology and, and I are not friends, even though my entire life is online. If I do get the opportunity to easily do something that's a little bit more organic, I'm happy to do so. So how can Capital One Cafe Ambassadors help people open an account online in the cafes
2: yeah our ambassadors are there to, to help you in kind of all aspects of that so i think the first thing is is you're going to get an experience from our ambassadors just like you had in, in several of our cafes that you visited where they're not going to jump in right away and say hey let's open an account and, and and sell you they really are there to help you so they're probably going to ask you about your relationship with capital one you know if you have credit cards with us where you bank right now and really make sure that this is the right thing for your life uh, a lot of times that actually starts way before a conversation on products, right? You just uh, had the last episode on uh, one of your last episodes on money and life mentoring, right? And how amazing that program is to be able to sit down with a money and life mentor. And when we do that, that's a certified coach who really talks to you about your life goals overall and how money intersects with that. And that's really not about Capital One at all. Uh, in fact, we don't have any conversations about how our products might help support but if you start to go down that journey of, of, hey, like, I'd like to use some of the instruments that Capital One offers, uh, including opening an account, our ambassadors are there to help you in that step of the journey as well. So that's really what we're there to do is to kind of give you that confidence, to give you all of the knowledge to, to be able to take those steps yourself. We're, we're there to kind of walk right, right beside you. They're not somebody that is a financial expert that has to be, feel like they're a step ahead of you all the time. Mm-hmm. Instead, they really they do that side by side you know, with you in the environment that you feel most comfortable.
1: Nice. It is still daunting to some people and having that, that person there by your side just to guide you through the one or two questions you might have in the process can really alleviate a lot of stress. And this money is stressful enough for people and this can really reduce that anxiety at least a little bit.
2: Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, working for the bank for over 20 years now and it's still hard to talk about money. You know, growing up, I think that that starts really, really early on. I remember sitting around the, the dining room table and, and feeling like as a family, we could talk about everything. But money was one of those taboo topics, right? Like it just held a little more weight and and wasn't as easy to talk about. And that that really builds, right? You you take on that stress, you take on that anxiety, especially you know during this time of year on the holidays. That can that can build, and we're happy to be partners in that. We're happy to help you kind of you know, on that journey and and figuring out what the right next steps are. And, you know, sometimes we wait for for the right calendar to do that, right? We wait for the new year and a resolution or we wait for one of those events. But it really can be just kind of part of your daily routine of, of coming in, get a cup of coffee and, and starting to think about things different.
1: Absolutely. And one of the reasons, speaking of partnerships, one of the reasons that we've, we've continued to, to work with Capital One is, is because you guys support the LGBTQ plus community all year round, in like in numerous ways. I mean, definitely. I don't know that I've ever seen a more fabulously designed place than World Pride in Union Square in New York City. A couple of years ago, like that was just
2: the <laughs> amazing yeah
1: uh, yeah that was just the most beautiful like LGBTQ plus friendly environment to be. I think I've I've ever been in. And you supported the the, the parade there that year, and you support that parades often, but. You're also supporting LGBTQ plus nonprofits all year round, all throughout the country. You support our podcast, obviously. So can you share a little bit about why that's important to Capital One?
2: I mean, I think it's important and it's so much into our mission of trying to make, you know, financial wellness approachable, trying to make financial literacy something that is really inclusive of everyone. And it's amazing to be able to support, you know, when there's a Local event, right? In in our cafes across the country, in our communities, where where we can come in with a Pride Week or a parade or things like that. But you know, those calendars are awesome reminders. But but they really don't dictate our support. They don't limit our support at all, right? Whether it's our customers, or communities, or our ambassadors themselves. You know, LGBTQ plus is, is just a, a huge part of our communities, and and I think you know such an amazing opportunity to continue kind of that that partnership with you know how money intersects with with, with your life there individually and resources. Like like yourself, and and really, you know, Capital One, you know, think we, we have a, a really great opportunity to partner and expand that even further.
0: Yeah. And you I do. think one of the ones that um, probably hit me, really had an impact on me was when I was looking at the Capital One website as to what kind of activities were going on in the cafe, and I'm scrolling online in one of the local pages, and I see a picture that is aligned with a topic about budgeting. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is budgeting, but I look at the picture and it's a gay couple and their kid. And I think to myself, okay, this is not an LGBT topic, but representation matters, right? We've heard that over and over and over again. Representation matters. Yes, gay couples have to budget. They have to figure out how to use their money wisely, especially if they have kids, just like any other family, they've got to figure this out. And that's what I appreciate is it's not just a, here's June. And then we're done, right? It's a a conscious effort all throughout the year to be inclusive. And we appreciate that.
2: Well, I I love that you're pointing that out. And and we're happy to be a partner on that. I I think that's, again, super, super important that we're meeting all of our customers where they're at. And that is going to be different for everyone. You know, we mentioned kind of money in life mentoring. One of the programs that we run as a part of that, which is kind of fun and exciting, is called like money with your honey. Right. And when you're talking about how to bring your finances together with, the, you know, your partner, whether that's a new partner or somebody you've been with forever, like that's a complicated, challenging topic. Right. And doing that and making sure to meet every customer uniquely is, is super, super important. And it's a great example of how you know, we've seen programs like that be able to be adapt to meet our customers where they're at, to be able to kind of help them on that journey and, and think about that a different way. and you don't really think about that when you come into a coffee shop, for sure. Definitely <laughs> not, you know, if, if you're coming in as a casual customer, uh, but we're, we're happy to kind of surprise and delight you uh, and, and kind of you know, go down that path and help you with the journey.
1: Yeah. And Dave and I have said over and over again that the first step to financial security is to simply start talking about money. And especially if you're in a relationship, but with anybody, as you alluded earlier, any family member, it can be hard to have that conversation. And so if I think what's great about the Money in Life mentoring program is that you can have this third person, this mentor or a coach sort of help guide the conversation and, and not let it get too emotional and help make sure that you get to a specific end goal or, or objective. And it, having that like, I don't know, referee, maybe that's a little bit too aggressive of a term, but that mentor sort of in the middle can really, really alleviate a lot of that stress to actually have that very important conversation. Because once you have that conversation, then you can start bouncing and building off that and, and, and pursuing that financial security and then independence, as we talked about earlier.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think, you know, when you look at your goals, that can be daunting, right? But like any other wellness journey, taking that first step, like you said, is just super important. You, you know, that's why having more than 50 cafes across the country, allows customers to kind of do that as a part of their every day. And I think if you think about that less as kind of this giant task, right, that you have to go and start and conquer. And more of that, hey, let me take that small step. Let me make this a, a part of my daily routine. Let me check out an event, right, which you know might not be directly financial literacy. and might just be a community event that happens in our cafes, a nonprofit mixer, something like that. That can be a great way to kind of start that on your own terms
1: absolutely and I, you, we haven't mentioned it but you mentioned you mentioned nonprofit made me think about it you also offer space to the community if they need you know a room or or, or an area to be able to host an event of some sort can you explain that a little bit how people might be able to take advantage of that
2: yeah, every yeah, right on our, our Capital One website, you can see the local events that happen, like you mentioned, whether that's a financial workshop or or an entertainment event to, to come in and, and enjoy our cafes. You're welcome to come in every day. And part of the everyday services that we offer is, you know, nonprofits or other community organizations in our our, our local markets can actually reserve free free meeting space right in our cafes. So it's just another way for, for us to provide that, that welcome and safe space for everybody to come in and for us to to be a part of kind of collaborating and connecting with our communities and, and building deeper roots.
1: That's awesome. And you extend that to students. Is that right?
2: Yes. It's welcome to students, nonprofits. You know, there's more more information right on capitalone.com slash local to sign up and, and reserve that space. So it, it's just a great benefit that we're able to, to partner and provide.
0: Awesome. And you did mention over 50 cafes. And for folks who are listening, I think all of our top 10 download cities have Capital One cafes in them. So if you're thinking, oh, my city doesn't have a Capital One Cafe, check it out. <laughs> they may. <laughs>
2: They do. And it's one of those things that, you know, this is different than maybe, you know, some of the the banks that you've dealt with in the past. As, as you said, when you walk in, it feels different. And I think where we are is different too. We try to be, you know, as approachable as we can across the country to have that network across the country is super, super important. And it's, you know, a little different than your, your daily branch, right? So, you know, we want you to be able to bank on your own terms. And because of that, you might not... Be coming in every single day or you might be coming in because you want to rather than you have to. And, and that really drives kind of where our locations are and, and how we build these spaces to help out our customers. So that number is, is you know, 55 cafes and, and actually growing. So nice. super excited to announce our, our latest uh, cafe in New York City. Which is at Herald Square, right on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day par- Parade. So uh, some of your listeners might have, might have seen us on TV for that. But you know, whether you're in New York or San Diego or you know Ohio uh, or anywhere else in between, we, we've got a cafe for you.
1: Awesome. How can our audiences connect with Capital One directly as well as online?
2: I think you can go right on you know CapitalOne.com/local. That's that's a way to see our cafes to look up the closest cafe to you. And, you know, what we'd ask is, is just come in, come in and, and say hi. We'd love to you know get a chance to meet you, to, to give you a tour of the space, to talk to you a little bit more about your financial journey and, and see if we can help, especially during this time of year, during the holidays. We, we'd love to, to kind of be that breakaway from your shopping or your holiday stress, give you that environment, you know, get you a cup of coffee and, and help, you know, wish you a happy new year.
1: And I'm sure those delicious flavors aren't going to last forever. So you might want to take advantage of them while you can, right? <laughs> we're,
2: we're always changing things up. So as much as I, I love the seasonal blend, you know, there's always something new coming in. So if, if you're a regular, it's it's definitely a reason to come back.
1: Sure. Well, thank you, Sean, for coming on the show. We appreciate having you. We always appreciate having Capital One on the show. Do you want to leave our listeners with the reviewers with any last thoughts before we wrap
2: things up? You know, just a, just a big thank you for having us. It's it's amazing to kind of support you know, our communities that we serve in, and many do in different ways. And for, for you to be a voice to amplify that and, and help us, and in, in that is, you know, really, really appreciated.
1: Awesome. Well, we're happy to. So thank you very much, you, Sean, as well as Capital One. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well being at capitalone.com. That's capitalone.com.
0: Thank you, Sean, for a great interview and Capital One for continuing to support the Queer Money Podcast and the LGBTQ plus community. Thank you, our listeners and viewers for joining us for another episode. Get your Queer Money takeaway for this episode in this week's newsletter, as well as information on how you can connect with Capital One and your tip for reaching financial independence faster. Get all of them by signing up with the link in your podcast player.
1: Then join us this Thursday when we share the most affordable LGBTQ plus friendly city in Illinois. And next Tuesday, when we talk about how and why to max out your 401k. Thank you and have an amazing week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road.